in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandDonsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 671 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live in the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, do micro acts of joy really work? Micro acts of joy. Let's talk about that. And also, we should talk about micro acts, too, especially with the way the weather has been in the great Pacific Northwest. I, I had a friend the other day tell me, hey, I just got home from Maui. I'm like, why did you just get home from Maui? You should have just stayed in Maui until May. <laughs> also, we have some clients right now that are decluttering. They're getting ready to sell their family home up north. And they taught us something the other day and told us a story. Uh, in fact, his first name is Mike. I'm going to ask Mike to come in and tell this story because his father flew airplanes in World War II. And the way that Mike told the story to Ron and I the other day, we had to call him about something else. They, they were going through and they were kind of decluttering and they were going through some of his things. And he would ultimately become a brigadier general, right, in the Air Force. They did something really cool with his medals that I want to share with you. Because as you're going through and decluttering and maybe getting ready to downsize or you've had a parent pass away, uh, we deal with this a lot. And then we, we come in and help sell the, the, the family home. They did something that I hadn't heard anybody else talk about. So, so it's an idea that I want to share with you because uh, it may help you as you deal with your aging parents uh, in the future as well. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. This is, this is very interesting. One of my uh, folks that stay at one of my Airbnbs contacted me the other night and was alarmed. And they must have read this same article. Because she took this picture of a device, and, and this is almost at midnight, and I try to go to bed around 10, I read for a half hour, try to fall asleep 10.30-ish, and then I usually wake up between 4.30 and 5 and, and start my morning routine. But I have to leave my phone on. Like the other night, somebody had gotten locked out of one of my other Airbnbs. And if you keep doing the wrong code over and over and over again, it'll finally just lock on you. Because it thinks you're, as my son would say, thinks you're a robber, one of the bad guys. So, so I have a code that I can... Uh, punch in from my phone and I can get people in, but they have to be able to get a hold of me. So, that, so that's part of managing your own properties. Anyway, she sends me this picture. She's in a panic and she's like, what is this? And when you look at it, it the device looks very strange. I had planted this device in the Airbnb just two days before their arrival because I had a gentleman uh, staying in this Airbnb who was just a complete slob. He was an absolute slob. And when I asked him, I said, hey, man, I knew, dogs, you're, you, he had a, like a 120-pound dog. I said, dogs aren't allowed on the furniture. I can already tell that you're going to ignore me. 
there's some blankets over there. Do me a favor. Put those blankets on the couch because I know the dog's going to be in bed with you. And I know the dog is going to be. I just know that. And so, and, and, and then I have to really come in and, and bring a clean team because you just you can. T- there are people that sleep with their dogs, even when they're 120 pounds on other people's furniture and they don't care. So the other thing that he did is he left all this rotten fruit in the unit. And what happens in this particular unit, even this time of year, is I end up getting fruit flies that'll fly up through through the trap. So there's this routine that I have to do to get rid of the fruit flyers. What's the device you put in? Uh, it's a device that attracts fl- fruit flies. Oh. And I take this device, and there's a number of these devices, and I put them underneath the furniture so you don't see them. But people, when they move into your Airbnb and you say, please don't move the furniture around, they always move the furniture around. So... They moved the furniture around. They found this device, and she thought that somebody had planted a camera when really someone had had planted a fruit a fruit fly trap. But when you look at it, it looks very odd, and it looks like it could be a camera. Then I started reading this article, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I bet Pam read the same article that I did because they were talking about all these different devices now that people can plant, walk away, stream, put on a porn site, get clicks, make money, and they don't even have to come back and get the device. So this article in our, and and, and by the way, if you haven't listened to episode 670, there's something you can now do on your iPhone to make sure that you secure that if someone steals it so they don't lock you out and steal all the money out of your bank account and your identity. You should listen to that. Ron does a great job of explaining that in 670. But here in 671, again, uh, owning rentals, people coming in and out. I learned a lot here. Uh, I'm a little behind the times on people planning cameras on, on complete strangers and then trying to modify that online. It was incredible to me. Yeah. I mean, this technology has really come a long way and in a good way or a bad way. Like anytime you come up with a tool, some people are going to use it for good. Some people use it for bad. So like I have security cameras on all my properties, uh, except for a, a rental. Um, and so I, I can pull up right now on my phone, what's going on in my primary residence. I can pull up on my phone, different cameras, uh, at a property that I have up in index and just check on it. Uh, and I, I did that from Europe. I and and on your rental, you can have them legally in Washington state on the outside. You have to disclose that to the people that are renting your place, short-term or long-term, and they can't be uh, evasive. And you certainly can't have any cameras on the inside. That That's as legal as hell. So. Yeah, so what this technology has gone so far um, that the initial reason for this was called the nanny cam. And so what people wanted to do is they said, I am trusting my child with someone that, for all intents and purposes as a stranger. And so I'm going to install a hidden camera uh, in my house or maybe a couple hidden cameras. I just want to make sure that everything's on the up and up with a babysitter, or I want to be able to check in if I'm out of town or if I'm uh, we're out for the evening. And so that was the, the first iteration of this. So you might have a teddy bear where one of the eyeballs was actually a camera, uh, or whatnot. It was a hidden, you know, nanny cam. So you could check in on your kid. And then as you said, some people saw it like, hey, I'm a, a voyeur or I have a certain kink. I'm going to install these in bathrooms or I'm going to you remember the Aaron Andrews story where Aaron Andrews, the famous ESPN sideline reporter, very attractive uh, woman, was in a hotel and someone put a hidden camera 
They knew which hotel, worked at the hotel, knew which room she was going to stay in, and they put a hidden camera in there, and they want they got footage of her uh, in various stages of getting dressed. It was in the keyhole of one of the doors. And so, and yeah. then they, they published that information or that video online uh, to make money. So, yes, these things in the wrong hands... Uh, with the wrong motivation uh, have become pretty ubiquitous. And now with streaming and with the ability to do it by Wi-Fi or to pull it up on your phone, um, it, it's it's never been easier to do this. So the article that you talked about was when going to a hotel room, going to an Airbnb, going even, even you know, with the Aaron Andrews thing, a public restroom, let's say. Uh, we've seen stories like that over the years. How would you spot a fake camera? Mm-hmm. What do you look for with a fake camera. And so they go through the different methodologies for this from using your naked eye all the way up to like a $400 device that scans infrared scans for lenses and all kinds of stuff. But the, the takeaway from it for me was, is you kind of need to pay attention to this. Like I I've stayed in, in a bunch of Airbnbs and they're probably was a camera in some of them and now that looking back at the time i was just like oh finally got here i flew all day and i took a uber and now we're here and how do i figure out the door and you get in and you want to just like turn the air conditioner on but get your stuff you know into the room that you're staying and then move on but this this caused me pause to go okay how do i do this so if you suspect that maybe you went through a bad breakup or you have someone that's that's a little bit creepy or whatever, I would definitely recommend looking at this article to go, okay, how how do I uncover this? They they planted 27 cameras in this house and they took a person and they told him, we planted cameras in this house. Find them. Yeah. And so the first one, the first technique, naked eye, go through the house and find the, the cameras. They found one camera yeah. out of the 27. And then they kept stepping it up. The highest success rate uh, was a $400 device. And they only got 11 of the 27. Wow. Knowing that they were looking for cameras. Yeah. And so um, this is, is, is pretty Interesting. I, I don't think we should necessarily be paranoid about it, but I also don't think we should be completely oblivious if you're staying in Airbnbs or VRBOs and probably some uh, hotel rooms. Yeah, because if you think about it, all my Airbnbs are people at now. I've uh, all I have is their reviews, right? So I, I I read the reviews. I've never seen a review that someone said, "Hey, I caught this guy planning a camera." But you, you have to think now with the thousands of stays that I've had and, and all these doors, within those thousands of stays, there's going to be somebody that's going to plant a camera on someone else. And even when my cleaning crew comes through and I do a walkthrough on everything, looking for damage before I give my review, uh, I'm just going to look a lot closer now. And, and I appreciated when she reached out to me because I knew what she was thinking because I just read this article and I'm like, you know what? She thinks that that's a camera. So good on her she's looking after her 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 partner uh because yeah you even if you trust the host me do you trust the person that just stayed there or the person that stayed there five times ago we will see you on the other side of this hey you guys what's going on it's don now listen to me I had a neighbor walk up the street and say to me the other day, hey, we're interested in having you sell our home, but it seems like this is a bad time to sell a home and we need the money from our home to leave Queen Anne, Washington, and we're going to Mexico. 
and we're taking our dog that we found in Mexico, Poncho. We're taking him back home, and that's where we're going to live from now on. What's crazy is the gentleman that owns that house used to own the house that I'm sitting in. They sold me this house, right? Anyway, I had some good news for them, and I had to tell them, hey, it's the summer months. You want to sell in the fall? The market is actually very good right now for sellers, but your home must be dialed in, and Ron, you must do your work in this marketplace right now. And if you do, sellers, you will be rewarded, right? Yeah, and it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. No obligation. It's free of charge. It's on Zoom. It's about half an hour. Email me directly, ron at ronandon.com, or go to the website, ronandonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, if you need us, we do something virtually called Ron and Don Sit Down. We get out our Ron and Don coffee mugs. We sit down with you. We talk about your real estate journey. If you're buying, selling, investing, if somebody in your family has passed away, Ron just dealt with that in a sit down yesterday. We're here to help and meet you and your family where you're at and not where we want you to be. I know where you want to be. Yeah, we want to know where you want to be. And let's find out if we're going to be a good team. We aren't transaction guys as much as we are. We jump in full force, but we want to know what you're going to do and what kind of team member you're going to be, right? So anyway, if you need us, just reach out. And even when people leave out, live out of the area, uh, Sarah Garrison, one of our great listeners, reached out to us a number of years ago. She lives in California. She had a house in Ballard. And she's like, hey, I have this house. I'm not in Ballard. Uh, the key is in the box. This house needed a lot of work. That house was sold. We had a great result. And I, I still don't think Sarah's been back to the state, but we've become very good friends as a result of that. So anyway, if you need us, reach out, runanddonesitdown.com. number of years ago, I read a book. And if you haven't read this book, I invite you to do it, especially this time of year. If it feels a little weird to you when the, and and the good news is, is we're listening to this days are beginning to get longer. We're beginning to see some more sunshine. I have to say, I was very thankful for the fall that we had last year uh, here in the Seattle area. We ended up having more sun than we usually do. I think we had one of the most beautiful summers that we've ever had. And I think we're going to see the same thing in spring and summer here, but this is one of those times of year where people, People, man, you, you, you got to travel. And if you can't travel because you already travel during the holidays and you're like, I can't afford to travel. I got to work. And for a lot of us, we've had to go back to work and we're sitting in our cars. Uh, I just read an article ab- about joy and doing micro, uh, uh, joys of expression and micro joys of expression. And where this really started for me is in a book that I read years ago. It's called The Book of Joy. And it's about lasting happiness in a changing world. And it's by the Dalai Lama and his relationship with Desmond Tutu. They're both in this book. They're, I, I, I never knew how much they loved each other and, and, and their connection with one another and their connection with the world. Uh, it talks a lot about Buddhism. And even if you're a Catholic or you're Mormon or you're Jewish or you're Christian or you don't practice a faith, um, whatever that is, I think Muslim, there's something in there for, for, for everyone when it, when it comes to the practice of Buddhism. Um, and Ron, that's really what the, this, this, this article is about, is doing micro acts of joy. And that's what the Book of Joy is about as, as well. Yeah, the, the, this project was sort of inspired by that book you read. And if you don't know about Desmond Tutu, uh, go watch a documentary on him and what he did in South Africa. It's uh, absolutely astonishing human being. But 
Um, so what this project is, is sort of an online community that you join called Big Joy. And it's a seven day project where you go, have to go through an exercise every day and report back uh, to the, the project. And the goal is, is they give you a number at the end of it. Uh, and right now the stats are people report feeling more joyful about an increase of 23% on average. Uh, if you go through this seven day process. And so really what it's about, what, what I found intriguing about this, cause there's a woman that writes the article that was very honest and she's like, Hey, I'm skeptical of this. I'm rolling my eyes at this. I'm, I don't think this is going to work, but I'm going to do it anyways. And she sort of like, I, I'm, I'm naturally sort of a pessimistic person. I naturally, uh, you know, am not a joyful, I wouldn't consider myself joyful at all, but I'm going to, I'm going to try this, this project and yeah. uh, spoiler alert, her results, she got a 13% increase, which was not the average, but she still felt pretty good about it. But one of the biggest takeaways, which I, I struggle with as well is uh, I, around Around about day three or four, she talks about teasing out your negative emotions and your positive emotions, because our society, and, and I think most of us culturally, we view our, our mental state and our day-to-day -day state of being as throwing everything into a big, you know, instant pot and turning on the pressure cooker. And like, it just sort of all becomes one, one thing. And so this exercise with the joy is like, yeah, you can have anxiety and joy at the same time. You just need to tease them out, pull out the ingredients. Don't throw it all in the same pot. And so it's like, you can have anxiety and still have joy. You can have depression and still have joy. You can have negative emotions and still have positive emotions. And I think for most of us, the negative emotions take over. And they become the dominant tones of the day. And so, and we've all gone through this, a prime example, you could be having the best day, best day, best day. And then, you know, someone cuts you off or you have a bad customer service experience or, you know, you're something gets broken in your house. And now all of a sudden the entire day is shot because of, so you could have a hundred good things in a row and one significant bad thing happens and that takes over. Yeah. And so the, the, one of the biggest takeaways I took on this big joy journey was that even finding that one thing that is a quote unquote micro joy. So that could be, wow, I really enjoyed this cup of coffee or this woman talks about she's, she's really into, uh, uh, birds. She says, there's a spot I go to and I'll sit down. And if I wait there for five or 10 minutes, some really cool birds will come by. And she's like, it, 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 it makes me have some joy to be able to be close to these birds. And so it's like, it's a simple thing, but if you don't separate that from your anxiety or the crap that's happening on your work or things that you can't control, you can't experience it. So this whole exercise is helping our, our mind to recognize and to not blend these together. And I was, I was watching, I followed the daily stoic guy, uh, that you, what's his name that wrote the obstacle is the way, uh, his, his, his social media accounts. Yes. Um, James something or, yeah, and so he talked about the, the task of our lives is to recognize what things you have control over 
and what things you don't have control over. And he's like, it sounds really trite and simple, but he's like, when you boil down stoicism or you boil down any great philosophy, it's that that's what it is. If you spend your energy on all the stuff that you have no control over, and it produces anxiety and fear and anger and all these things that you can't control the structure of your job. You can't control how this company's gonna work. You can't control whether or not you know a bad thing happened to you. If you focus all your energy and rage and output on these things that you have no control over, you are just heaping misery on yourself. And if you focus on the things you can control, like a micro joy, that will grow. He's like, that is the task of life, is to be able to know what things you have influence and control over and what things you don't. And if you can let those things go, and that's what Buddhism is about, that's what meditation is about, that's what mindfulness is about or yoga is about, is like letting go of the things you have no control over, and that's how you cultivate this practice. Yeah, and he wrote a lot about Marcus Aurelius as well. His name's Ryan Holiday, and he's kind of... He took a lot of those teachings from from Robert Greene, who has gotten older... Uh, and has had some health issues. So he carries the baton when it comes to stoicism. And, and the thought about stoicism is you, all you have is right now. And a lot of things that you think are going to happen in the future never happen, right? That's why sports radio, that's how it makes its money. Just talking about where Harbaugh is going to go. And then we finally find out where he's going to go, right? Uh, and he, he's going to be the charger coach. But Boy, we had him going to seven different places, including here in Seattle, because we're, we're, we're talking about the future, the excitement of that. But for a lot of us, when we're doing a brain dump at night, it's not the excitement of the future. It's the doom sometimes that we feel the future is going to bring. And, and, and then the same with the past. If you go see a cognitive therapist, they'll say, hey, we can sit here and go through your past. And you're going to spend a lot of money going through your past, but you're never going to get the tools to live in the present. So a good cognitive therapist will say, write your past down, just write it down so I can read it and know your history. But then when you come to see me in the present, we're going to talk about, and there's no doubt your, your father, your just anything that happened in the past, I need to understand those things. But if we're going to plow through all those things, you're never going to get the tools to move forward and never come see me again. And a great cognitive therapist would say, you know, my job is to work myself out of a job. So anyway, read the book of joy. This is a great article. It's uh, called big joy called big joy, micro acts of joy. Check it out. And we will see you on the other side. Ron here with Mitch Weeks. You hear him on the show from Mitch.loans. And Mitch, you're going to have a cool program out right now because interest rates are higher than they've been for quite a while, but you have a, a solution possibly for buyers. We do. Rates are high, but they're expected to go down. And that's why we came up with this program. It's the Rate Replace Program. So you can buy at current rates. And then when rates drop within the next year or so, you actually get to replace that rate and fees are on us. So you can refinance that loan into a new loan and we will cover the lender fees for you so that's the rate and replace program replace that rate very cool so that's a a really a good incentive for buyers Uh, you can buy now with the security of knowing that mitch at mitch.loans will replace that rate check him out right now online at mitch.loans that's mitch.loans 
right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. We have a really exciting property that's coming on uh, up north, and we can't wait to tell you about it. Uh, in fact, <laughs> uh, can't wait to tell you about it. Any, anyway, we we're, were talking to a couple the other day, and specifically uh, the husband, and I'll just say his name is Mike. And I'm gonna, we, we're going to have Mike on someday to talk about his dad. In fact, I asked him if he would come on. Mike used to actually work in radio, right? And his wife has been a teacher for years. Uh, anyway, we were, we were talking about his dad, who at the age of 22 was was shot down in World War II. And what happened to him when, when he was shot down, what happened to him when he came back to the States. Uh, and then he ended up being a career Air Force man. He lived to be 100, and he lived to be a Brigadier General. So... What has recently happened is when their father passed away, they're getting ready to move. And I don't even know if it's downsizing. I just think it's, what would you call it? Just going to a different different phase. Yeah, they're going through a different phase, maybe going to be uh, near their grandkids. They want to be maybe in the high desert, maybe in a place like, or just they're, they're thinking about that now. So what they're going to do, sell the home, you sit on a pile of money, you put your things in storage, you travel and have fun, uh, you go see family members, and then... Who knows? Maybe a year from now, you figure out where you want to live. So that's something that's pretty cool that we see a lot of our clients doing. That way, you're not forced to buy something that you don't want to buy. And it's a really good idea because all my Airbnbs are furnished down to the toaster and the wine opener. Uh, and if you got a dog, we're ready for them, too. They have a dog. So you don't you, you if you get a pile of money from your real estate deal, why rush into another real estate deal right away when you don't have to, right? You can watch the market, watch interest rates. If you're a cash buyer, you can travel, stay 30 days here, 30 days there, and, and enjoy yourself. And that's what they're doing, which I think is really going to be fun for them. So anyway, we were talking to him about his dad. And I said, and I've been going through a lot of stuff in my house, uh, thinking about, hey, the next time a couple of these boxes are open, I'm not going to be around. The next time these boxes open are going to be by my by my son. In fact, I've been leaving a couple notes inside the boxes for him. But it's like, does he really need, you know, my my nineteen seventy five Yaffle Trophy for the most valuable offensive lineman on the Gagewood Packers? Of course, he needs that. <laughs> I don't know that he does. Or does he need, I graduated a class of almost 900 kids. Does he need my tassels, and I'm kind of proud of this, of graduating 11th in my class? Does he need those tassels? Does he need my... What about the orange, white, and orange award? Yeah, does it for, yeah. For what was the award? That, I still don't the know The orange, yellow, and white, you got yeah. some orange award. I mean, it's in the office. Supposedly I was a student of the year for four years, but but my, they made my mom buy the trophy. It was $12. So my mom buy the trophy, it was in the car, then she handed it to them, and then they handed it to me, and I'm like, this is the trophy that was just in the car that my mom had to buy. <laughs> so, so anyways, I guess the PTA could pull it off. So, so... I'm going through my bikes. I'm getting ready to take some bikes uh, tomorrow. I'm taking four of my bikes. Uh, and some of these I'm really connected to. In fact, when I told my son that I was giving away some of my bikes, he got a little teary-eyed the other day because he's like, I want those bikes. And I'm like, well, you know what? I don't think it's going to serve you to have all these bikes because they're old bikes. They're old technology. I said, pick one of the bikes. So which bike do you think? He, do you remember my bikes? Yeah. Which, which bike do you think he picked? The, the white one. The, the red, white, and blue one. The Lance Armstrong bike? 
Yeah. yeah. That's a postal service bike. No, he picked the old orange Davidson. Oh, that's a good bike. Yeah, the the, the black and orange Davidson, the old school Davidson. He he picked that, so that's going to be his bikes. The rest of these bikes are going to the Major Taylor Project, and and we'll talk more about what we're doing with those bikes next week. So so I'm going through these things though, and and my reaction is, yeah, he needs those, and yeah, he needs those, but does he really? Right? Does he really need all those things? So I'm trying to be thoughtful, and I'm like, am I hanging on? to these things and all these bikes and your awards that you get when you're a kid and all, are you hanging on to these because you think your kids are really going to want them or are you hanging on to these things and pictures and slideshows and all that? I, we have all kinds of slideshows from our, from our bike ride across America. And I had asked Mike, I said, what's it like looking at the slides uh, of your 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 dad, for instance, he goes, you know what? Is that a time when people didn't take selfies? So you don't really see them in the picture at all. And you're really looking at somebody else's vacation. <laughs> right. That makes sense. But those things are hard to throw away. And I said, so I'm, I'm internally going through all this. And it's really hard to do. It is, you, you have to be in a mind space to get rid of things. And if you really like something, take a picture of it. I've been doing that and showing him things and then going, okay, I've showed him. I've taken a picture. If there's something that he really wants, I'm letting him mark that now. We'll put it in a box and he can have it, which, which is a lot of work. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. And it's very emotional because you're thinking about your legacy and you're thinking about your own death as, as, as you're doing this. It's very hard to face. It's not a. It's not an easy thing to do because you realize your life. Does, you get on the other side of fifty is when you really realize time is running out. Time goes faster. It it just does. Birthday to birthday, it's flying. You're watching your kids grow. You're 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 doing all that. They did. He did something really cool though, and maybe you can share. With his dad's medals. I actually don't remember exactly what he did with the medals. I was listening to the story about the, the, the planes going down and all that stuff is what I remember. Yeah, I remember they had the medals. all these medals, and what they did individually is they shadowed boxed his medals. I think you, I wasn't on this call. This must have been a separate call. No, you're you. on the call. You're, you, were, you're, you were probably playing poker. You, he, he, he shadow boxed, they shadow boxed all of his dad's medals. And then I believe it was at Christmas time because they have a big family and they, they have a blast at Christmas. So they, they come to the family home and they had taken items from his dad's life. And I think one would be like a serving tray that you always saw at Christmas. Like I have my grandma's old cheese block with the knife that I always saw growing up and I'm thrilled to have it. So they took these, these little items that they might remember from being kids, including those medals. They shadow boxed them individually. And then they, and then they gave them to individuals and their kids in the family. And I went, wow, that's a lot of work, but that's super thoughtful. And that's a great way to remember his father, who was a brigadier general, because what do you do with all those medals? And when he told me that, I went, that's the perfect thing uh, to do with those medals. But, but, but we see this all the time. Older people sometimes don't do their work to downsize. They live in these big homes where they have paid it off, and I'm going to stay in this house no matter what, and I'm not going to the old folks' home and all that. And then all of a sudden, they suddenly pass, a heart attack, whatever it is, and now the kids have to go through. It's amazing the stuff that mattered to their parents so much 
that end up just going in the garbage, right? And like I said in, the, in, in, our, in our last tape podcast, Frank Sinatra just said, hey, the reason I gave away those $3,000 cufflinks is because I'm not married to anything. You can't take it with you. And all I'm doing is taking care of somebody else's stuff. So. Yeah, and I think it, it, it just comes down to the way you think about it. There are people, if you are more sentimental about the stuff, you still can find a way to display it or have it. But I, I think you're right that it's identifying what what is the emotion that you're trying to capture. Cause it's not alive in that thing. Like we did a thing for my, my parents for Christmas this year is we bought that uh, digital frame, but everybody in the family downloaded the app, including the grandkids. And so at any time you can upload a picture to the digital frame anywhere in the world. And so, um, and my mom loves it. My mom and dad love it. It's like kind of next to the, it's by the TV, but off to the side. And when a new picture gets uploaded, it makes a little chime. And then it just cycles through pictures of everybody's life. So instead currently. of currently, currently, so awesome. instead of having like my dad's like, I have 10 DVDs of pictures. So it's great. like, we'll go through the DVDs and put them on this frame. And that. at least as you're sitting there watching TV, yeah. it'll pop up. It's like, oh, I remember that trip that we took. I remember that cruise. I remember, like, where's where's Ron at there? Oh, it looks like he's traveling or whatever. And so everybody in the family has the, the app, access to the app. Cool. Um, I just uploaded a picture the other day when I was at my tiny house because my mom and my dad have never been there, but they, they love it. And so I had a picture of me by the river. I uploaded to the app, and then I know that it'll go to chime off, and if my mom's sitting there watching, watching the game she'll see that new picture and then it just is we randomized it so everybody's pictures are randomized and you'll get a picture of me and then a picture from my dad in the 50s and you get a picture of my brother and so it just cycles through that instead of i'm thinking about doing this because i have boxes of uh, a couple boxes of photographs and they're up i know where they are they're way up on the top shelf way back in the back of the closet and I'm sure I would get a kick out of them if I went through them, but they're not doing anything but sitting in that box. So, yeah, having this strategy uh, to, to figure this out is is really great. And in going, it, it is a blessing to your loved ones to not have them sort through your stuff. Yes. Because there's a burden that comes to that from many people where they feel like they have to do right by their loved one. And they don't know what is important and what isn't because yep. it's not their hobby yep. and so you doing it would be uh something that gives them a lot of solace down the road i'm gonna steal that i love that i, I was looking through pictures last night because i and, and in fact I'll, I'll share this story in episode 672 my friend george who i've known for over a decade and he's like a grandfather to my son just came to a point in his life where he sold his boat and then he took the boat and he used the boat money to buy something for the city of Edmonds that you're not, because that's where he lives, works, and you're not going to believe what he bought for the city. Because you, you get older and you start thinking about your legacy, right? You just turned 80. So I'm going to share that in our next episode, uh, George's story in episode 672. But I'm going through the pictures of my life with George because we've been on that boat for the last 12 years with him, right? And we go crabbing and fishing and up to his place in Decatur. And I'm seeing all these pictures of he and I and my son and some I haven't seen in a while. And I'm, I, I, and I'm going, 
I, I grew up in a time where I have years, and I bet you do too, all the pictures of my childhood, I have in a small drawer in my bedroom, and there's not a lot of pictures in there. It's just kind of whatever my mom had left. There were years and gaps where there are no pictures. All my football pictures are of Mike Marr and Brad Quiring and everybody else on the football team. She didn't take any of me. <laughs> So anyway, I think now that we're all taking these pictures and they're on our camera, we're like, what do we do with these? There's a really cool thing called Framology. Send your picture to Framology. They'll frame it and send it. I use it as a thank you gift. We just went to Maui, stayed with some friends. I took a picture they didn't know I took of this couple, and they're sitting out on their lanai having a cup of coffee. It's this amazing view of the windmills, and we had just climbed through the windmills the day before. It's just the back of their heads, right? It's a really cool picture. They didn't know I took it. I came back, uh, and I sent them a note of thanks, and I sent them uh, – I hope they have it because I know they listen to this podcast, so hopefully they have it by now. But but doing different things with pictures is a really great idea, and I didn't know about those. Is it, is it a, so you can just buy that online? Or you, I hadn't yeah, heard I can that. show you to you. It's a digital frame, but the, the app you can give to anybody and you just give them the access code and, That's great. and they can upload to that frame. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. If you need us, just reach out and we can do a sit down. We can do it virtually. And sometimes you can't virtually sit down. Sometimes we have to do it on the phone or sometimes you have to do what Ron did and jump in the car and uh, drive to West Seattle. Yeah, you can email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com or just go to the website, ronanddonsitdown.com. You can book a time there give us a little background info and we would love to uh, meet up with you and see if we'd make a great team yeah don't forget we sell the sound so if you're on queen anne where we're broadcasting from or you're up in edmonds or you're down in gig harbor or you're over in bremerton or you're out somewhere on the east side you're out in wenatchee wherever that is we sell the sound. We are so involved in every single transaction. We use our social media following to help sell homes and uh, to uniquely, uniquely uh, put a package together. We call it the Ron and Don way uh, to sell your home. And if you're looking to buy, there are pockets right now where you should jump in and buy right now because as interest rates are coming down, Prices are going to be going up, and there are buyers on the sideline right now that are coming back into the marketplace. So the time, buyers, right now. Ron and Don, sitdown.com. If you need a buyer, player, sale, uh, uh, sales book, uh, all you have to do is write Ron, Ron at ronanddon.com. I'm Don at ronanddon.com. Hey, thanks for hitting subscribe. Thanks for listening to this show. Thanks for letting us be your friends, your realtors, and your broadcasters. Until next time, you keep your head up and your shoulders back. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show. I'm like on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Thank <laughs> you.